I am of the belief, I think a lot of people are of the belief that learning gives you a better life, it makes you a better person, it helps you specifically, you know, there's personal growth, you can improve your relationships, you can acquire new skills, you can simply be entertained. Like there's a lot of ways that reading can benefit you. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. And today I bring you Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. Do you feel out of balance in your life, like your family and your work or your priorities, but like you're always shortchanging one or the other? Do you feel like you're going 100 miles an hour every day, getting 100 things done, but you don't feel like you're ever really moving the needle? Or maybe you feel like you want to be more consistent, more focused. Do you want to figure out what the right goals are for you? I know the feeling. I have a wife and four kids, a business, rental property, not to mention the inevitable challenges that pop up in life like cars breaking down or kids getting sick or work getting busy. But when I was a Division I All-American wrestler, I was focused. I was consistent. I knew what my goals were, and I had a plan to get there. But when I got into the real world, things got complex. Everything seemed to be a priority. I ended up with a failed business, dead up to my eyeballs, in the worst physical shape of my life, and I knew I wasn't showing up as the husband and father that I should have been. That's when I realized that there was a framework in my life that I used when I was one of the top wrestlers in the country. And I realized that top performing CEOs and Navy SEALs and New York Times bestselling authors, you name it, used the same secret formula to get more done in less time and to maximize their potential and live a life of purpose and impact. If you want to know what that system is and how to apply it to your unique situation in life, I've opened up a few spots on my calendar for free 30-minute clarity calls so that you can learn this system too. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. That's jimharshawjr.com slash apply. If you'd rather me just text you that link, send me a text at this number. I'm going to say this three times. Are you ready? 571-210-5450. Again, that number, 571-210-5450. Send me a text and I'll text you that link. Again, that's 571 571- 210-5450. I look forward to talking to you. Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman is a longtime friend. This guy has been on the podcast a couple of times. And as a matter of fact, back in episode 10, we flipped it over and he actually interviewed me. It was my you know, sort of landmark 10th episode. And it was uh, pretty much a landmark back then, but gosh, 300 and some episodes in now. That seems like so long ago and such a small number. But hey, listen, you can't get to episode 300 and beyond unless you record episode one and 10 and, and everything in between. So whatever it is that you want to get to, you know, recording that 300th episode or doing that thing that you want to do a bunch of times, you can't get there unless you get through all the ugly parts. So don't go back and listen to my first episodes because they're really bad. I don't know. Some people like them, but I, I, you know, I'm embarrassed by those first episodes. Anyway, Charlie is amazing. He's been ranked as high as seventh in the world as when he was a UFC professional fighter. He is a guy who has mastered, absolutely mastered continued learning, like lifelong learning. This guy, he reads more than anybody else I know. And there's not a single person who I know who I work with in my coaching program in Reveal Your Path who doesn't say, Jim, I want to learn more. I want to read more. I want to find more time to be a lifelong learner. And he has mastered it. I mean, he's so disciplined with it. And he breaks down different ways that you can incorporate this into your life just to make it a little bit simpler. And this is a guy who Gosh, he's got so much going on. He reveals a couple of really challenging things that he has going on in his life right now, but yet he still finds the time to grow and to learn and to broaden his horizons. 
If you want to find some tactical ways to do that, listen to this episode of Success Through Failure. This is a guy who's part of my personal environment of excellence, holding me to a high standard, and uh, is really helpful for me to just surround myself with people like him. So I'm bringing him to you. Here we go. Here's my interview with Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. Listen, as lame, boring, kind of roll your eyes-ish as Jim is, the guy's kind of funny too. I got to give it to him. There's been a lot of... (laughs) A lot of Did you pay your invoice yet? <laughs> Did you pay your invoice? I hope with your permission someday, I, I hope you'll allow me to post that because it's really funny. <laughs> you can post it. You can post it now and I'll post it whenever you pay. So I sent Charlie an invoice after we set up this interview and then Charlie's going to be doing a, a mastermind session with my clients. So I sent him an invoice and that invoice is, let's see, it's a $50,000 Okay, so Jim sent me an invoice, right? I'm the one doing the thing, and he sends me an invoice. <laughs> it's a little backward. For $50,000 for being your friend, uh, $100,000 for letting Charlie be on my podcast, and then another $100,000 for having to listen to Charlie's inane babbling about nonsensical BS. Again, this is money I'm paying Jim for doing things for him. So it's, you know, it's pretty cool how it works out. I will say this, though, before I get to the other funny thing. Seeing that invoice for $250,000, like I couldn't help but think, man, someday I'm not going to receive it. I'll send it to someone for $250,000. And that like brief escape. That was my dream. That was my dream. So you just let me live out my dream. Well, you're not getting it. So (laughs) now I just got to collect. Doesn't hurt your feelings. But no, I I thought that would be cool. And then another thing, I think I'm going to use Jimmy Dorkshaw for the rest of my life. (laughs) So So I see calendar invitation come in from Calendly, which is what I use to schedule for my podcast. So I sent Charlie the link to schedule a time to, to be on my podcast and something show up in my inbox for Jimmy Dorkshaw. And my, my first thought was, oh, what an unfortunate name. This poor guy, his name's Jimmy Dorkshaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, wait a second, wait a second. That's me. <laughs> so I, you know how when you sign up for stuff, sometimes if you don't want to give your name, you just put whatever. I am forever Jimmy Dorkshaw. If I were under 21 and ever had to make a fake ID, it would be called Jimmy Dorkshaw. (laughs) Jimmy Dorkshaw. Uh, What an unfortunate name. Sure. You can go in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So uh, I saw that your brother, Ben, did an Ironman. Does that officially make him the toughest guy in the family now or what? No, because my other brother did an Ironman as well previously. So you're just like the bum. Like the UFC fighter, seventh in the world, and you're like third on the totem pole. (laughs) But here's the thing. So my brother, Ben, the one who just did the Ironman, he tries to like guilt pressure me into things like, you know, uh, not bad things, but things that like are difficult and challenging. Like we're going for a run. He'll be like, how far you want to run? I'll be like, I don't know, five, six, like 10. Okay. Right. So he started trying to guilt me into doing one because I am the the only brother who hasn't done one. And then my wife was like, what do you think? You think you're going to not, she wasn't trying to encourage me because it's a lot of time investment, but yeah, that's been coming up. The only way I would ever commit to that is if I really wanted to do it. That's not like something you do out of peer pressure because it is so much of an investment. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to. I mean, it, it doesn't fit into my life right now. I mean, if I had like endless amount of time, it's like, do I want to? Yeah. But that just means I have to prioritize it over something else. I can say I don't have time, but really I'm just saying that 
I'm prioritizing other things over that, right? I'm prioritizing, you know, my family and my business and just other things that I have going on over running an Ironman. It's fascinating to watch. Like, I love going to events like that. Actually, this time of year was normally when I would go to Lake Tahoe for the uh, Spartan World Championships, but they didn't have it last year. And this year, I feel like it's in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. So I'm not going out, not, you know, I'm definitely not going there and I'm not going out to California either. I love going to these types of events though. And to see, you know, everything he put into it, but then to just be there, the environment, the music, the ambiance, the people there, it makes me feel less weird because I feel very weird as a person. Like, you know, I train so hard. I read so much. I'm like on this perpetual forward motion of challenging myself and just the average, like not the average, but 99.9% .9 of people are not on that path. So being there, I'm like, oh, yeah, you blend right in. Yeah. That's the environment of excellence. Actually, when I coined that phrase, it was with you, you and I were talking about it years ago and that's it. It's like the environment of excellence. And that's why I told people, my clients who you're going to be talking with here in a couple of days, I'm like, Charlie's part of my environment of excellence and I'm bringing him into the fold here to talk to you guys. And like, when you go out to a place like that, to the Spartan world championships, like, yeah, it's like a bunch of people who have high standards. So you're not the guy sticking out like a sore thumb anymore. You know, you got to raise your level to be around those kind of people. You know, it's key to success in a lot of ways. I'll tell you what's even like the most impressive there on Saturday, the way it's set up. So he did a half Ironman on a month or two in July. He did half Ironman in, in the uh, Finger Lakes, New York. And the way it was set up is it was pretty centralized. Like you could pretty much see everything the transitions and everything it was all within a hundred yards. Basically this one was more spread out within a mile, but still you couldn't see everything all the time. You know, the winners I didn't see at all because we were just not, we weren't there for that. So that was obviously impressive. But after he finished, so it started at six thirty-five. he got in the water. I think at seven Oh four, he finished just under 13 hours. So after the race, you got to, Again, it finished, starts over here, transitions over there, finishes over there. And then after the race, and this is by that time, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock, you have to then walk to the bike transition to get the bike and all the other gear bags, special needs bags, they call it. And so we had to do that after the fact. And this was like 9 p.m. People were still running the race from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And the people who are there doing this, there is every shape and every version of a person that you can imagine. Like, it's mind-blowing. And so we're going to get his bike at 9.30, you know, after 10 o'clock. And, you know, there's these people just trudging along. And you're thinking, I'm thinking, what is it inside of them that keeps them going? And it's just like, it's insane. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a friend who coach who I used to do some wrestling camps with years ago, big dude, I mean, obese. And he had done, I don't know, two or three Ironmans. I'm like, what? And just what he does, right? I mean, I think he loses some of that when he trained for him, but he's not like what you'd expect. You know, you have a picture of what an Ironman athlete looks like in your head. And it's like, that's not what it's like. I've, I've done a few triathlons and I'm always surprised to look around. I'm like, I should be able to crush all these people like this person, this person, this person. And like, I look up in the swim and they're a hundred yards ahead of me five minutes in, you know? So it's pretty amazing. It's crazy. I think the average age of the listeners, you know, our age ish, I'm a little younger than you, but there's a cake song going the distance. 
he's going the distance. And then there's a line in that song thinking of something for whom he still burns. And that's all I could think of is like, I mean, it's dark. Some of them had headlamps, some of them have flashlights. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Speaking of Spartan races, I'm signed up for one. I'm doing a, a Spartan beast in November, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So it's a half marathon and 30 obstacles in North Carolina. So there's one here in Charlottesville, about a half an hour South of Charlottesville, but they don't do the beast distance. So yeah. So the beast is a long one. Yeah. The beast is a half marathon distance. And then there's an ultra beast. So there's one more, one more distance beyond that. Yeah. The ultra is just two laps of that, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't that Makes sense. The beast is what I did out in California when I went to Tahoe for the world championships. I was not a world championship contestant. I was like a podcaster who also did the race, but that's the same thing, man. I love those things. It was like 13 miles, 30 obstacles. That's awesome. I got to talk to you about some, some training strategy. So yeah, bro, I'll help you out for a small fee. I'll send you the invoice. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll just shoot a deal. I 10% straight off the top of your invoice. Sweet. Good deal. All right. So you're a reader, an avid reader, rabid, one might say, but I'm reading a book a week. Give me some recent reads that are like must read books. Anything you can think of, whether it's, I guess, recent or not, but what are some great books? So I am, and I read a wide variety of books so much so that if you said, what are the last five books you read? I wouldn't even know. It's churning, which one could say that's not a good thing, but my philosophy of reading is all of these books are forming to shape my mind, right? So I take, you know, one, two, three things from every book and then apply it to my life. A perfect example is the book Mastery of Self, where the Four Agreements is their most famous book. It's a father and two sons, I believe. But Mastery of Self, it's based on ancient Toltec wisdom, which was a group of people in I think it's South Central or Central Mexico. And it's real like kind of spiritual, kind of be good and do good, simply put my words. But in Mastery of Self, one of the lines is uh, two of the lines. One is control what you can to the end of your fingertips, meaning like I, Charlie Brenneman, can control to the end of my fingertips. Like I'm in control of me. That's what I control, what I do, how I think, how I live. That's it. So it reminds me of when I want to worry about a bunch of other things, hey, what can I control? Myself. Another thing that I took from that book is he paints a picture of life like we're artists and our lives. We can either create them to be beautiful or terrible and miserable. And it's up to us. And so it sounds simple stuff, but when you're caught in the like day-to-day minutiae of your life and you're feeling like garbage and you read something like that, it kind of snaps you into like, oh yeah, you're right. I can make it this way or I can make it that way. So Mastery of Self, I'll throw that one out there. Very solid book. You know, we had talked about this before, but I looked behind me to see some of the recent reads that I've read. Actor Danny Trejo, And if you don't know Danny Trejo by the name, he's the Mexican guy that has the giant tattoo on his chest. He was in Desperado. He's in a lot of the uh, Machete. Rodriguez is the producer director. But that was a great book of an actor. It tells his life, again, growing up in a, a rough area, into drugs, into crime, transforms his life, overcomes addiction, helps other people. Tremendous story. There's another book called In Order to Live, and Yeonmi Park is her name. She escaped from North Korea. I had seen her on a couple podcasts, didn't listen to them because I wanted to read the book, but that book is called In Order to Live. Books like that and a book like Man's Search for Meaning, I like reading those books because it kind of sets me straight. 
it does make me appreciate what I have. But it's so easy for us to like get lost in our downward spiral of life is so tough and things are so hard and I can't believe I have this problem. So for example, in my life, my oldest brother has brain cancer. My mom has an autoimmune disease that brings her to near death every couple months. My grandparents, albeit they're very old and they've lived a really happy life, are getting older and we're incurring those problems. My job, you know, for much of last year was kiboshed. Right. So uh, it could be really easy for me. And I have painted a picture of like, oh, this is so terrible. And then you read a book like that and it kind of sets you straight. So those two books in order to live, man, search for meaning. Two more. I just started. There's an author by the name Ben Mesrich. He was pivotal in my early reading career. You remember the movie Bringing Down the House? Bringing Down the House is the book. 21, I think, was the movie. About the kids who went to Vegas and they card counted and they took the casinos for a bunch of money. It was like a, a movie, you know, it was a big time movie. Social network, social network about Facebook. So this guy takes these real life stories and writes books about those real life stories. So this one, I started his newest one is called The Anti-Social Network, The GameStop, Short Squeeze, and the Ragtag Group of Amateur Traders that Brought Wall Street to Its Knees. So like, I know nothing about that world, but this is an awesome author. And I thought, nah, I'm going to learn a thing or two about that. And then lastly, Hicks and Gracie, one of the MMA BJJ pioneers, wrote a book recently called Breathe, A Life in Flow. And that's just a great life philosophy slash BJJ MMA book. Now, I've said a lot of books. They're all accessible on my website reading list. Where do you get that? Where can people find that? CharlieSpaniard.com and just click on reading list and it's categorized and this is like a good sub conversation here. It's categorized by, you know, categories. And then every episode that I record about that book is on that book's individual page. So if you were like, breathe, oh, breathe. Oh, there's Charlie's five episodes on breathe. Boom. Listen, I put a lot of work into that page and I don't think it's utilized a lot. And so I'm at the point where I'm asking myself, is it worth the work that I put into it? But I think it's pretty cool. People check it out. Listeners go check it out. I mean, and the other thing is, you know, there's a service called Blinkist that I've been subscribed to off and on over the years where you can kind of listen to a, like a, a review of the book of a, you know, kind of gives you like the cliff notes, read like an audio version and you can read it as well. And Charlie essentially does that only with like a real human's spin on how you apply this stuff to your life. So check out his podcast. Where do they find your podcast? And we're not wrapping up by the way, listeners, I'm just telling you where you can find Charlie's podcast. Shoot. I was hoping we could wrap up. We're just gonna we're just gonna wrap it up. All right, thanks for coming on, Charlie. Appreciate it. The Spaniard Show on uh, whatever same podcast you're listening to this with five minute ish minutes Monday through Friday. New book every Monday. Kids books on Tuesday. Interviews on Thursday. Cool. Check it out. Quick interruption. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to get the notes, quotes, and links in the action plan from this episode. Just go to jimharshowjr.com/slash/action. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action to get your free copy of the action plan. Now back to the show. All right, Charlie, I want to cover the five areas to actively pursue to become a lifelong learner. I know this is something you're working on right now in terms of kind of packaging this and how you share this with the world, but let's talk about it. What are the, what are these five areas? So again, this is a rough outline, to be honest. And I, I just take a look at myself and say, okay, well, what do I do? The things I take for granted, you know, like podcasting. I, I don't think of the skills that it takes to podcast to just do it. So if I'm thinking, okay, I want to embody and inspire lifelong learning, how do I do it? Like, where do I 
consume, if I want to give someone a map or a protocol. So I just started thinking of these different areas from which one can learn because I am of the belief, I think a lot of people are of the belief that learning gives you a better life. It makes you a better person. It helps you specifically, you know, with there's personal growth. You can improve your relationships. You can acquire new skills. You can simply be entertained. Like there's a lot of ways that reading can benefit you. You know, relationships, your marriage, a boyfriend, girlfriend, also interpersonal communication. So just several ways that it can help improve your life. But the ways that I learn, and, and again, this is not set in stone, but if I'm thinking through it, 100% from books, they're cheap, they're easily accessible, small investment, takes a little bit of time every day. Yeah. And you can learn about different cultures. You can like live life through the eyes of a different person and gain, you know, at least some semblance of their wisdom and experience, but not actually have to live their life. I mean, it's like books are so amazing in that sense. Like the way you read them, you are getting so many different perspectives because you're reading such a variety of books, man. It's like about lifelong learners, man. There's really nothing about you that impresses me. But if I were to say that there were one, I guess that would be it. Yeah. No, I get it. There's nothing about you that impressed me at all, really. Good. I feel the same way. Including your lack of podcasting uh, interview capability. Okay. Yeah, I can edit whatever I want here. You know that, right? So there's definitely the books. Obviously, podcasts. You're listening, listeners, to a podcast. So books and podcasts. The one is completely free. The other one is, you know, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks, maybe. I think travel is another big one that people probably back away from because they think travel, oh man, plane, money, hotel, et cetera. But it's not. I mean, there, there's so many places locally around your area. You know, I'm in the Hershey Harrisburg area. You know, the Gettysburg is not far from me. The Hershey Museum is so interesting to learn about Milton Hershey. That's another great book. It's called Hershey. To learn about Milton Hershey, his story, the story of this town, the story of this area, the Milton Hershey School, it's fascinating. So there are things, if you commit to yourself, all right, hey, I'm going to learn through travel. You start to look locally, day trips, afternoon trips, 30 minutes here, there. There are things out there to learn. You have to plan that because so we're in our routines, we're in our habits. And you know, you and I are at the age where we have young kids and the weekends are often tied up with like oh, soccer games or events or just going to visit family or something like that. You actually have to like plan this. You have to actually sit down and go, okay, we want to go to this museum or this park or this place and learn and spend the day or spend a half a day or spend a freaking hour. But a lot of times it just doesn't happen because we're, we're on the treadmill, right? We're on the, the wheel of life and just, it just keeps on going. So you actually have to hit the pause button and, and have that conversation with your family, your spouse, whatever it is to put it on the calendar. So much of anything is preparation. I think we'll talk a little bit about a habit or habits in a little bit, but yes, it is preparation for people to say, I, I don't have time to read. It's just not true. You're not, you know, Jim, like you're not prioritizing doing an Ironman person. You're just not prioritizing reading. It doesn't really take that long to read 20 pages a day. That could be a high mark, read five pages, 10 pages, something like that. So it really does come down to preparation. So the books, the podcasts, the travel, also just interacting with people slash conversations, like actively pursuing conversations. There's a book, I forget it off the top of my head, but he had these curiosity conversations with me. I mean, the, the value of my podcast is the conversations, right? I don't make money from the podcast. Don't have a huge listener base. It's the value of the conversations. So you listener, you don't need a podcast. You can just think to yourself, all right, what am I interested in? I mean, what are five things you're interested in? And then 
actively looking for conversations about those things. People are busy. People are very busy. But if you find something you're interested in and put out 20 feelers of, hey, I'd like to learn a little bit more about this, maybe one of the 20 will say yes. Yeah. And you can easily find information out there on, on whatever topic it is. So for example, a few years ago, when crypto started becoming this big thing, I was like, man, I don't know anything about, I don't even know how to begin a conversation or participate in a conversation about this. And I wanted to. And so I just designed sort of a, a short course for myself where I said, I'm going to listen to five podcast episodes about crypto and read three articles about it. Right. And I just found the information, right. The articles and the, and the podcast episodes. And I just listened to it and done. Yeah. I don't have a, a PhD by any stretch, but it's like, I can talk about these things. I feel like I gained, you know, enough information to kind of get me into the game and at least be able to, to understand it and learn about blockchain and like, all the other different cryptocurrencies outside of Bitcoin is kind of the one that we always think about. But like, anyway, so you can just identify that. Like for me, that was a gap in my knowledge that I just hated having that gap in my knowledge. So identify whatever it is. Like, is there a gap in your knowledge, something you want to get better at, whether it's parenting or fitness or finance or whatever it might be, like figure it out, create your own little mini program. Say, okay, this month in the month of September, the month of October, I'm going to listen to, you know, three episodes of a podcast on this topic and read three articles, whatever it is, like keep it simple, you know, make it finite because if you say, oh, I just want to learn about it. Well, you could read books, you could go to seminars, you could listen to podcasts, you like put some parameters around it, define it, put some boundaries around it, and you're more likely to do it. It just takes initiative or commitment or, you know, this author, Ben Mesrich, he wrote a book that I haven't read called Bitcoin Billionaires. So you could pick up that book and read it. So the reason I'm reading the anti-social network, I don't know about, I mean, I invest money, but I pay someone to invest my money and I trust that person. And, and that's about as far as I go. But that was exactly it. I messaged Dred, my partner, and said, should I read this or not? And he said, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story, blah, blah. And then I thought to myself, I could gain to learn a little bit about this. And that is exactly what the book is doing for you. It's freaking entertaining as heck. But also I'm learning like, hey, what's a short sell? I can now tell you what a short sell is. So it, you pick up things that, you never know when you'll need to pull them out of your back pocket. Okay. So we have podcasts as number one, books as number two. Was it travel number three? And number four was conversations. And again, it's not like this set in stone. And then another like super simple one is documentaries. I love Netflix and I love Prime and I love at night reclining and I lay on the floor actually oddly and watching TV. I just watched, highly recommend this documentary called Schumacher about Michael Schumacher, who's like the most famous, one of the, if not the most famous Formula One racer. And I knew, I knew the name, I knew he raced and you watch this documentary and, and you just learn so much about the sport, the culture, him, his life, greatness. It's fascinating. And then, and then that's just one of the many. And then there's another one called Seaspiracy. You got to kind of vet a little bit because you never know what's what. But Seaspiracy, to my knowledge, is a very valid documentary about the ocean and about pollution in the ocean and about where it really comes from. So it's just about self-education. I'm just fascinated by it. My mind, like my body, needs to be active. And it's simple. The first part is committing, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this thing. It's interesting because, you know, we're all spending our time some way. Somehow you're spending your time. And a lot of us are watching Netflix or on YouTube 
watching videos, you're going down rabbit holes on the internet, make it about something intentional, right? Make it about something you want to learn about. Even if you're on social media, you know, follow some people on Twitter who are talking about something that you want to learn about and put them into a Twitter list and make that the thing that you check when you go to Twitter. Right, so you can learn about it. Like, you know, the documentaries, I love that. You know, there's so many great documentaries on Netflix these days that I think that's what I'm going to add to my list. Actually, I just got a friend of mine texting me a, a, the name of a documentary on Netflix. He's like, Jim, you got to watch. It's called The River Runner. It's about whitewater kayaking, which I used to be pretty heavily into whitewater kayaking. And this is a pretty good one. I think I just kind of watched the trailer. It's pretty awesome. Have you seen it? No, but I either have it in my queue or it always pops up, but I'll watch it based on that yeah. recommendation. Another thing to note here before we move on. So you mentioned your feed, right? Your Twitter feed, your Instagram feed. I follow who I follow, right? I follow a lot of, I hate to just stereotype it, but it is like guys like me and you, like I follow mostly guys like me and you guys who are active, healthy, pursue something in life, military, a fair amount of military, because I read a lot of military books. I'm into leadership, et cetera. And uh, there's a lot of obviously conflict and strife going on in our world with uh, COVID and with Afghanistan, et cetera. And so I see a lot of that on a regular basis. I had my wife's phone yesterday that I was looking at something where she said that it was a post on Good Morning America or something like that, whatever Kelly Rip is on. And I looked at it and then I like was scrolling through her Instagram and I was like, wow, you have a really happy feed. And she was like, yeah, that's why I'm not so stressed, Charlie. And I was like, oh yeah. So my feed is like all about the hell that's going on in the world. And hers is like Hershey, Stone Harbor, Kelly Ripa. Like it's all these smiley things. And I thought maybe I should change some of this. There you go. It's like media. That's another part of the environment of excellence that I talk about is, is media. It's like, what's the media that I want to allow into my life? And what's the media that I need to block out of my life? You can control that. There's a perfect example of it right there. So, so Charlie, what kind of habits, man? What, like, like everybody wants to, to instill the right habits. And I've had you obviously on the, on the podcast before. And for the listener, I'll have the links to all of the episodes where I've had Charlie on the podcast before in the action plan. You go to jimharsherjr.com slash action. Are you just going to filter most listen to episodes and then they'll one, two, three, four will pop right up. Yeah. Right at the bottom. Like least listen to at least. <laughs> so episode 272, about a year ago, episode 217 and wow, big gap. You must've really blown it in episode 10. Actually, no, that's when you interviewed me back in episode 10 and then uh, episode four. So, but habits bring us home with that. Yeah, this is like not a fun one. This is one that people are going to be like, duh, man, that's all you got. Yes, it's all I got because it's the right answer. Exercise on a regular basis. I prefer to get up early. Not saying that it's not like a virtue signal. It's because I have two small kids and at seven o'clock when they're up, I like I have my work day. They're home at 3.30 and then they go to bed at 8, 8.30 and then that's it. So if I don't have free time, for me, then I, it doesn't happen at all. So if you're telling yourself you don't have time to read, ask yourself, what time am I getting up? What time am I going to bed? And what am I doing with the time in between? Because then you're going to find these gaps where, oh, I could get up an hour early. I don't want to. Okay. Well, then you don't want to read. Like, it's fine, but don't say you want to do the thing. For me, getting up early, it's really self-discipline, but getting up early, exercising six, seven days a week. I put my workout clothes on my bathroom sink every night. So it's the first thing I see when I go in to brush my teeth. That's huge for me. I drink a lot of water and a lot of black coffee. I don't know that the coffee would be necessarily good habit, but 
I've heard enough health benefits to believe that it's not bad for me anyway, my belief. Water absolutely is good for you. So I drink a lot of water and I'm really protective of my sleep. How much sleep do you get a night? Six at the least, seven and a half at the most probably. I feel like six is on the lower end, seven's on the upper end. You know, between six and seven, I'm pretty good. Yeah, see, I feel like I need to get more sleep. I've been learning more about sleep and the impact, like the long-term impact of lack of sleep. And with as much as you work out and as much as I work out, I feel like seven has to be the minimum for me. I barely get seven. I usually get around six hours and 50. And I track mine with my Garmin. I get 650 to seven. And I've been trying to bump that up. I actually got seven and a half last night, which is a big night for me. But I feel like it's so important. Yeah. You know, there's a continuum or a spectrum of, of everything. My brother... My middle brother, the one who just did the Ironman, they're a lot kind of go with the flow tempo to their life. You know, it's late dinners and in-betweens, whatever you can do, whenever you can do it, a lot more free. My wife and I are more structured and I need my bed to sleep properly. And like, it's just very, very, very important to me. And to each person, you know, if I were still fighting, I wouldn't be getting up early in the morning. There'd be no point to it. I wouldn't need to, you know? but now I need to. Obviously the reading is huge for me. I also take handwritten notes when I prepare for my show. I use like a uh, moleskin or, or a simple journal like that. So I have, you know, three quarters of a page for every day that I produce a show. So there's like, I don't know, 15, 1600 of those single pages. So that helps to solidify the learning, the reading, the journaling. Oh, and I also write my workouts down in a little notebook, another moleskin notebook. Yeah. Basics, right? I mean, easy to do, easy not to do. And that's the challenge with a lot of these habits. Easy to do, easy not to do. And, you know, I'll bring this right back around to the environment of excellence. I was with a friend the other day, and I don't spend a whole lot of time with him. Really like the guy. He's a great guy, generous. Just I really enjoy being around him. The challenge is his mindset is not strong, right? It's not the level that I want to, you know, to be around a whole lot because, you know, he was making these excuses around working out and it's like, man, like, no, you like, you, you can, you can do it, you know? And he's, he's really, you know, he's not fit. And, and, you know, he, I know he wants to get fit and he has been fit and he was an athlete in the past. And it's like, and, and by the way, if anybody, any listeners or friends of mine are listening, he, he doesn't listen to this podcast. So, so it's not you, if you're wondering if that's you out there, but I was talking about how my, my workouts, I'm like, I get up early and do it. And there's this group and it's right in the neighborhood. And like, he was just like, nah, yeah, but yeah, but I got this and I got that. And it's like, he's definitely, definitely a lot less busy than I am less, fewer irons in the fire, but it's like, you got to surround yourself with those people. And I want him, I want to bring him into this fold that I'm in because it absolutely raises my standard. But anyway, I just want to bring that because, you know, environment of excellence is so important when it comes to these habits and, you know, implementing these and following through and holding yourself to that high standard. There was a guy I met down at the Ironman. He's a divorce lawyer. He's done 25 Ironmans. He coaches his kids' teams. He gets up at four, goes to bed at 10. So I'm talking to the guy thinking this is why I love these events because on Monday guy, when I'm like, Oh, I can't get up. I'll be like, "Mm, no, check yourself, man. Get up. There's another guy doing it. It's even harder for him. Absolutely. Charlie, where can the listener find you, follow you, buy your books, et cetera. Yeah. So my name is Charlie nickname Spaniard. So all of my handles on my website is Charlie Spaniard. And that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my website is charliespaniard.com. It is The Spaniard Show on 
you know, whatever podcast app you're using, I make my income, my money from speaking. And thankfully schools are open and I've been getting into schools, but the podcast is just like, I love doing it. I love doing, I love talking about books. I love talking about learning. I talk to cool people. So, you know, if you're on the lookout for another good podcast, short and sweet to the point, I encourage you to check out the Spaniard show. I think that's it, my friend. As much as I like to give Charlie a hard time, I do got to tell you for listeners, like it is one of the best podcasts on the internet, period. Check it out. Chuck, thanks for coming back on the show, man. Hey, Jimmy Dorkshaw signing out. Don't forget about what I talked about before the interview. If you want to find balance, clarity, and focus, take the next step and go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. Space on my calendar is very limited, so claim your spot now, jimharshawjr.com slash apply. Or just send me a text message to 571-210-5450. Again, that's 571-210-5450. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.